You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. The last time I sat down to do a podcast with David Johnson was last Friday. And we were previewing Juice Fest. We didn't know it was called Juice Fest going into Juice Fest. We just knew it was the last significant recruiting weekend for Ole Miss before the season started. It's August 1 now, and the season is coming. Practice is open this week. But I asked David last week, I said, David, over under two and a half commitments for Ole Miss football from the weekend. And he took a push pretty much, maybe a little under. And boy, oh, boy, did Ole Miss sell in the over. Hey, buddy. I'm good. I hope you're doing well. Lane Kiffin's obviously doing well after Juice Fest. And uh, five commitments so far, counting the walk-on wide receiver out of Maryland. And um, I don't think it's over, Ben. I think uh, there's going to be more fallout from this in terms of commitments. Um, I did speak with, uh, you know, Caden Lee was one one guy we were, we were watching all weekend. Talked with him yesterday. And uh, – very cryptically, he kind of said, hey, let's wait to the end of the week and talk. So that tells you – it tells me this. I think Caden Lee went home to Georgia, and he's getting all his ducks in a row, his family together, and there's going to be an announcement later this week, I believe, that he will join this class. Um, they also did um, – you know, I, I think did really good work with the uh, cornerback – the defensive back commit safety – that's committed to USC right now, Braxton Myers. Um, uh, I spoke with him late last night. We exchanged phone numbers. We're talking today. And, um, you know, it tells me that a kid from Texas committed to USC is willing to talk to an Ole Miss reporter. Something good happened this weekend. I think something good's going to come out of that. Don't know anything about Dakari Nelson yet. Um and I'm interested to find out because I think he's ripe for the flipping from Penn State. Um, 
And I'm not sure how many of these safeties Ole Miss is going to take. Um, you know, they brought in three big time, big time guys this weekend, Jamel Johnson from Texas and, um, joining those two. And, uh, will they take all three? I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I, I think they would. Cause I feel like we've kind of seen now through not just Juice Fest, but how they've recruited this year high school prospects. We said it was going to be a smaller class. It's going to be a little bigger now. And I think they're just all about taking good players. Now, they're not going to take three dudes at safety if one of them is just always take to take. They're not going to do any of that. They're going to take yeah, guys. If they're no, good players, they don't care what they are position-wise. They'll fill the rest of it in the pool. That's right. That's right. There's no settling anymore, not with this staff. They're not going to look at a kid and go, Nah, three-star prospect. I think he can play a little. He might not, but maybe he can. Uh, there is no more of that. They're taking guys that they feel good about, period, that they think will be, uh, be players on the next level. And, um, you know, so a little bit of change, a lot of a change in philosophy from the Matt Luke era versus the Lane Kiffin era. And I think, uh, it's paying off for Lane Kiffin. And, and, you know, shout out. To juice the dog, man. He had a whole recruiting weekend named after him, and um, apparently it was a it, well, no doubt it was a success. But uh, what's that dog doing for these recruits? You know, it's funny. I said this on Twitter. I think it was on Friday when it all came down. They tweeted out this picture with Juice Fest in this kind of glowing light, li- lighted Great up. Car, yeah. yeah, yeah, like letters, juice on the field, Juice Fest, and they had this ridiculous elaborate car out there. I appreciate how Ole Miss is full-on embracing the absurdity of college football in 2022. They're just leaning into it. Think about If I'd have told you back in like 2011 that Ole Miss was going to have its biggest recruiting weekend in 2022, its head coach would be Lane Kiffin, and they were going to theme it after his dog, you'd say, what? The world yeah. turned upside down. What are you talking about? They're setting the pace, man. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the cool thing now is that, um, you know, Ole Miss is really second to no one on the recruiting scene. And, um, you know, we, we would fail to mention, uh, we'd be remiss if we failed to mention all the hard work that's put on by, by the graduate assistants, the student assistants, everybody you don't know is working their tails off to make this weekend incredible. Every recruiting event, incredible. Ole Miss has some good ones, and uh, they're not names you would know, but uh, they are a major part of what's going on with that program right now. David writes for Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit and affiliate of On3. If, they, if a listener right now wasn't plugged into either one of our sites, didn't really know what happened at Juice Fest, what is it, short summation, what is Juice Fest, what was Juice Fest, and what what got done? Yeah. Okay. So, last big summertime recruiting event of the year. Um, you know, it was basically look. They had a camp out there on Saturday. A couple of guys got offers out of the camp. A couple of linemen, a quarterback or two. Um, but primarily the camp, I think, was kind of the 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 an auxiliary mode of the weekend. They brought their big-time guys in Friday. Okay, it's a couple dozen guys. Braxton Myers actually got here Thursday night. Um, everybody else came in Friday at various points of the day. Um, and those were guys 
I mean, I think they would have taken a commit from every one of them. Uh, they were guys that they wanted, guys that they had identified as players. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say in my crystal balls, I went so far, I'm 4-0, uh, not counting the walk-on. I did not know he existed prior to his commitment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I got every one of them. Um, and um, I think I'm going to be right on Caden Lee as well. I do too. Uh, and there may be a few more flip picks put in today. I don't know. But Juice Fest is the culmination of what you've seen in the spring and the summer. We're bringing recruits in and them finalizing, sort of finalizing the guys that they really and truly want. And, um, man, they've done great so far. I mean, you think about this. If there were, there were I think there were 23 guys out there. But but let's say let's round it off to twenty four. So far they've gotten one out of every six. And I think that number is only gonna climb as the week goes. Um and like you said, it's football season now. Fall camp opens Wednesday, players report tomorrow. Um and most of the players are already here. I'll walk in the Manning Center tomorrow. But um you know what a what a springboard it was into fall camp. I mean just an incredible weekend. It was a social media college football recruiting marketing campaign come to life. You know, that's a great point that you bring up right there because nobody does social media better than Ole Miss. Whether it's the Ole Miss football account, where it, whether it's Alex Collins on his Twitter, uh, some of the support staff, the coaches, nobody does it better. They're in lockstep. They're uniformed. Um, they get it out there, and um, it's all part of this game nowadays. Yes, NIL is the major part of everything. It's money, but playing it to the hilt, Ole Miss does it better than anyone. And by leaning into the absurdity, that's why they do it better. They lean into it. They have fun with it. Yes. I mean, when you walk in as a recruit and you see those that, that juice fest lit up like it was, alongside that car, you can't help but go, oh, here's the thing I've been paying attention to for months on Twitter or on Facebook, whatever, Instagram. It's here. It's live. It's happening. Then Ole Miss gets commitments from five guys. Which commitment in your mind was the biggest? I'm not going to take anything away from any of these guys. They're all big in their own way. But which one of them is the most significant for right now, do you think? Jamarius Brown from Moss Point, Mississippi. Um, It was long thought that um, Brown was going to be a Mississippi State lean. Um, They were expecting to get it, really up until a couple of weeks ago, and I think they kind of felt the tide changing. Around the same time, Ole Miss felt the tide changing. And um, he's huge. Moss Point, of course, is not a bastion for Ole Miss recruiting. It's down in the Southern part of the state, closer to Auburn and Alabama than it is Oxford. Um, Jamarius Brown is a national recruit. The guy could have practically played anywhere he wanted to. He chose Ole Miss. And um, I think, it, you know, number one, it's an in-state guy. It's a Mississippi kid. Uh, for all of those that have been chirping about Ole Miss is not recruiting Mississippi good enough, well, they went out and pretty much got its best player, one of its best players. Um, I think he's solid. 
there's going to be some warfare with other SEC schools as we get closer to December. But I think Jamarius Brown is good. He's good to go. He's going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. He kicked off the weekend. And a big, huge shout-out to Ole Miss defensive line coach Randall Joyner. He's unreal. I mean, Randall, Randall absolutely. Look, not only. I mean, look, two four-star defensive linemen in a weekend. And, Ben, I've asked this question on my board. When was the last time Ole Miss got commitments from two four-star defensive linemen in a span of three days? When's the last time this happened? Has it ever happened? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it has. Nothing comes to mind. But those are Randall Joyner's efforts. Now, he had an assist on Neo Avery from Chris Partridge, but – it's still Randall Joyner's efforts that got them here. And not only his recruiting prowess, and, and every year he's in this top 247, 40 under 40, you know, whatever. He's, he's one of the biggest rising coaches out there. He's going to be a coordinator very soon, very, very soon. Whether it's here, whether it's somewhere, somebody's going to hire Randall Joyner as a defensive coordinator. But – um Man, just just shout out to him, not only from the recruiting front, but look at how Joyner has rebuilt this Ole Miss defensive line. In a matter of the two years he's been here, to where it was terrible with no depth, to now he's producing NFL draft picks, and how do you feel about the depth and talent this year on that defensive line? It's very, very good. There are a couple, probably – for future NFL NFL players on this year's Ole Miss defensive line. I would say that. Maybe even five. Um Randall Joyner. I mean that's that's all I can say. Great yeah. great job. See here's the thing. Old days covering Ole Miss. Ole Miss loses Sam Williams. It's oh my God, what are they gonna do? And now yeah. we're not even talking about Sam Williams and it's not because he wasn't great. It's not because he isn't a big loss. It's because Randall Joyner being so dynamic on the recruiting trails, going out and filled spots. Now, they might not have an individual with the same kind of impact as Sam Williams, but collectively they're better than last year. Yeah, no doubt about it. They're deeper. I think they're, they're better, much better on the interior of that defensive line. Uh, look, you're going to have Isaiah Aiden, Javon Gordon, J.J. Uh, Peaky's a great addition. All those guys are playing on the inside of that defensive line. Cedric Johnson, he's he's the obvious odds-on choice to be the Sam Williams of this year's defense. And really with six and a half sacks last year, he wasn't too far off from there. See, that's what's crazy is you forget that he had – like sometimes he gets lost. He had six and a half sacks last year. Six and a half. Yeah, you combine that with Williams, who I think had 12 and a half. You had 19 (laughs) sacks. From the two defensive end positions. And it felt like the quietest six and a half sacks, but that's just because Sam Williams was still in everybody's attention. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Um, so the Rebels are well armed on the defensive front, which is huge in the SEC. If you don't have a defensive front, you're in trouble. And um, the credit goes to Randall Joyner. With, 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 I think, Chris Partridge being right there by his side because Chris has been very, very good at, at going into the mid-Atlantic, New England kind of states and bringing in talent, Neo Avery as an example. But, um, man, Randall Joyner, I'm telling you, 
And enough about Randall Joyner, but he is a superstar. No, it's true because they're going to have to pay him. If you want to keep him, you're going to have to pay him. I'll be honest. I was not so unconvinced Ole Miss wasn't going to just promote him to Cody Seed with Chris Partridge because of how much attention he's going to get from other schools coming up soon. That's going to happen. I mean, he's going to, he's going to get paid. He's been nothing but a winner everywhere he's yeah. ever been. He's yeah. left every school in a better spot than it was before he got there. Um, he's, he, he's Didn't smooth. Ole Miss went out over a lot of other schools when he came over from SMU? Like a lot of other schools had, that had interest in him too. Yeah, there were. There were a lot of other schools. Um, I think Randall made the right choice, and uh, certainly Ole Miss made the right choice as mm-hmm. well. But, you know, you got to pay him. you got to promote him. And, and you know, it's tough to promote a guy when you have two co-defensive coordinators already, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> unless one of them leaves. But, um, you well, know, the way things have gone the last two off seasons, you know, you can kind of uh, bake into the expectation that a coach or two or six will leave at the end of the year. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's you know where you know how the money is in coaching, um, and and everybody wants the best staff they can get. Yeah, I mean, I would I, I I'd say this. I mean, it would not surprise me if Randall Joyner is the defensive coordinator at, you know, SMU, TCU, somewhere like that next season. Um, and then that's just the next step on his progression to one day becoming a head football coach. I believe that. Neo Neo Avery, six four and a half, two twenty five, listed as an athlete. You brought it up already. Ole Miss doesn't get him without Chris Partridge and his ties, his recruiting ties in the Northeast. So to come from Maryland and get that kid um, listed as an athlete, but Randall Joyner, one of his primaries, says that Ole Miss is recruiting him to play the defensive line. Is he a true edge? Is that how they kind of? Look at him, scout. Yeah, I think he's going to be, in, be definitely be an edge in, in college football. Over and under, will Neo Avery throw a pass during his Ole Miss career? Because he is a former, and when I say former, like one year removed from being his high school's quarterback, if you can believe that. So the guy is an athlete. He's got some talent. Uh, will he throw a pass in his Ole Miss career? Look, man, it wasn't that long ago that Ryder Anderson, no disrespect to Ryder Anderson, but Ryder Anderson was the best defensive lineman they had. He was covering Will Routes. So I'm not going to say no to anything. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. But um, Hands down, yeah. one of my favorite things, it, it was so stupid, and everybody knew it was stupid, Ryder Anderson covering a Will Route. That was by far one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Well, it happened. It happened. <laughs> so, it happened. It happened. So you ask me, well, will Neo throw a pass? Sure. It's college football. Yeah, this is embracing absurdity. Of course. Uh, I'm telling you, they are. This is going to be a fun team to watch because I think Ole Miss has come to the realization, hey, we are embracing absurdity, and it's working. It's working. So, it's working. You know, I, I, I think you're going to see some of that, some of that in terms of um, maybe – Trick plays, and I know Lane Kiffin's not real fond of trick plays because they run an up-tempo offense, and it's hard to put trick plays into an offense that's snapping the ball, what, every 12 seconds or so. Mm-hmm. So, But but I, I think you're going to see some interesting dynamics out there, uh, maybe some interesting uniform combos and selections and things of that nature. We've We've already seen that from Wayne. I love but, uh, the white, like, camo real tree helmet. If that's a concept that comes to life, that's just baller. I love that. That looked great. 
see, I'm I'm more of a traditionalist with the uniforms. I mean, I'm watching Ole Miss play. Uh, I want to see red, blue, or white jerseys uh, with uh, those great pants. It's, uh, it's fun. It's just it's just just what I was brought up on. Okay, I was not, brought not up to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and respect my. Come on, man, it's 2022. We just talked about it's absurdity. My, what are we talking about traditional uniforms for? Put the camo on. 2022, but I had a great time in 1985. Yeah, it ain't 1985 no more. Yeah, I know. I know. We're a long way from 1985, my friend. I, I was the starting center on my junior high football team in 1985. Heck yeah. And in, and in 1986, I was running three miles a day with no problem. It is not 1985 anymore. I was born in 1986, so there you go. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now you I feel was, old. I was in my first year of high school football. In 1986. And I was so, being born. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. That's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. He's a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. Give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell them Bennett Talk of Champion sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Let's hear from a couple more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi, is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them talk. Talk of Champions sent you, because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship, and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha Magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion. Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. 
You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. But outside of when I was born, there's some important developments in this podcast. Talking about the commitments <laughs> that almost got this weekend. Jamaris Brown, Neo Avery, uh, yeah. Javante. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I, I just got to say, we paused it and we came back. And Ben came back with, outside of when I was born, that, that just kind of caught me off guard. But you go ahead. <laughs> Javante Connor and uh, Zavion Miller, who you predicted was going to commit to Ole Miss this weekend. Um, I feel like Javante Connor, he's a three-star tight end according to own three. He's more of a project. But if you look at, like, his measurables, he's 6'4", 230, really athletic. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's a guy that, yeah, this is someone that isn't going to get the same – recruiting pub as Neo Avery and Jamarius Brown, especially after this weekend. But he's definitely a player that I feel like Ole Miss really likes a lot. Every college coach in the country this morning is looking up Javante Connors film. And I think they're going to be a little bit disappointed. You got to understand when Javante Connor was going into 10th grade, he was six foot, 195 pounds. So just a guy, and just a dude. He, he's a guy and he's grown. He has grown, and, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. We had a couple of growth stories like that out there this year. Jordan Floyd, the offensive lineman that uh, is six foot six, 270 pounds right now, and a chiseled 270 pounds from Parkview. And he Atlanta. got an offer this weekend. Yes, let me tell you something. He played, and he look, he's going into his junior season, okay? He played his sophomore season. Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. So he's grown four inches, put on fifty pounds of mass and bulk. He's not fat at all. He's got a frame that could carry three twenty if he doesn't grow another inch. Um, and, and and then Javante Connor growing up like that. I mean, just these late bloomers. And um, reminds I, I, me of Willie Hibbler. Is that a good comp? Uh, no, because Willie was big in tenth grade. Oh, okay. I mean, he was okay. always a big old kid. Um, I thought Willie you know, blew up, gotten bigger, like freshman or sophomore year. He may have his freshman year, but I, I started covering Willie in tenth grade. He was always Willie, you know, just a big old guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, nevertheless, um, these two guys, these two guys, there, there's going to be a long road left in their recruitment. Now. Jordan Floyd got offered by Mississippi State on Friday and Ole Miss on Saturday. 
back-to-back SEC camp offers. Yeah, he's blowing up. Alabama, Alabama was on the phone with him Saturday saying, well, on your way back from Oxford, would you stop in here? He did not. He went on straight back to Atlanta and said that uh, he may go to Alabama next weekend. But uh, he's going to get all the SEC offers. I mean, this kid is, you know, if I could draw a picture of what a prototypical future SEC lineman looks like, this is the kid. Big, tall, tough, mean. I mean, he's just got everything. Um, Javante Connor is going to get a lot of overtures now. He's from the state of North Carolina. Now, look, if North Carolina can get him in school, They'll go after him, but I, I don't know his grade situation, and it's difficult to get in North Carolina. Same thing with Duke. Um, NC State, though, I could see NC State making a run at him. Some of those schools along the Atlantic seaboard right there, South Carolina, um, you know, and, and I don't know how solid the commitment is. I've talked to Javante for a while. He is a funny dude. He's very – if he ends up playing here, people are going to love him. But um, we'll see. We'll see. But I Well, almost start of the weekend in the 50s, 60s, depending on the recruiting service you follow, if you follow both of them, it was in the 50s and 60s. And now, after a couple of days, two days, just a weekend, they're in the top 25. And they're only going to go up further. Yeah, they're only going to go up further. But, again, and I've said this, and I'll, I'll say it again, it's, it's, I guess it's August today. Don't pay attention to those recruiting rankings right now and draw a gauge on how your staff is doing. Because as Ben just said, if you'd looked at them last week, you're going, Oh my God, we're terrible out there. Yeah. If you looked at it on Friday, it was 57 on, on three. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, if you want to look at recruiting rankings, look at them the night after uh, the early sign day. (laughs) I didn't say that, but, but I mean, that's, that is really the truth. They're good to gauge things. You know, but um, don't put a whole lot in them anymore with the NIL and the transfer portal and everything. They're just not value the way they used to be. That That's my opinion. No, it, it's probably fair. Um, it was more of just shows the work Ole Miss got done this weekend, how well Ole Miss yeah. did this weekend. Because yeah. Ole Miss went yeah. into the weekend, and, and really this all started to drum up probably Monday or Tuesday of last week. Because this was a weekend that wasn't originally on the schedule. They built this weekend um, going into fall camp. Like you said, a really great, perfect jumping-off point for fall camp. And it was the culmination of months and months of efforts here. And also shows you what the future could be. We're used to, in June, going to camps and uh, maybe kids getting offered and having a lot of recruiting momentum or movement Excuse me, in June. But now this could be the future as long as Ole Miss has got Lane Kiffin as head coach to where they're they're kind of kicking off their season with whatever the next variation of Juice Fest is. It could be Kiffin Fest for all I know. But the next thing yeah, it's like it's like the unofficial kickoff of Ole Miss football. Yeah, and I've mentioned this before, I think, on this podcast and in some of my writings, but um I was talking to an Ole Miss coach earlier this summer and, and I mean he he told me, he said, We're having meetings now about what we're gonna do with this camp stuff because we're 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 talking about you know basically just uh reconditioning and and redoing everything in a way that it's most effective it's like you know these these cattle call camps are 
maybe just not the best thing for us. Now, there was a cattle call camp in the middle of this weekend, but you saw what they did with their targets. I mean, it was a it was a tremendous thing and a tremendous uh, success. And I think you're going to see more and more things like that. Um, you know, we didn't even know it was called Juice Fest until uh, <laughs> we got out there, as you mentioned. And we were naming it, uh, I think, Friday. We were trying to give it names. Drip and the stuff and all kind of stuff like that. We were close uh, enough. Juice Fest is close enough. I liked it. I thought it was perfect. Well, I was like, of course, they would they would theme a recruiting weekend in 2022 after Lane Kiffin's dog. Of course they would. That's perfect. That's brilliant marketing. Listen, Juice started popping up on social media. Oh, God. I mean, it was, you know, Juice this, Juice that. Everybody tweeting about Juice. Juice has his own Twitter account. I had a couple of recruits mention, oh, and Juice is a good dog in an interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So how how long ago has this staff been planning what happened this weekend? Hey, we're going to blow Juice up. Everybody's going to know who Juice is, and we're going we're gonna to theme a recruiting weekend after Juice. You really believe that Lane Kiffin is that calculated? Maybe not Lane. Lane's got some smart people uh, working for him, as we talked about. I mean, that support staff out there, that they have right now, the people you don't know the names of and really don't care to know their names, they're killing it, Ben. That that recruiting staff personnel, uh, all the student assistants and everybody just trying to get in a leg in a game, they're, they're killing it, Ben. Yeah, they're killing it. They are. It's fascinating, too, the timeline and getting these commitments now because it used to be – when they when we see Ole Miss when we were covering recruiting five years ago, not not ten years, five years ago, when Ole Miss would get a commitment in the summer, it's like yeah, well there's a long way to go because they're not signing until February. But now you get them committed in August, you shorten the window because Jamarius Brown in the old days, Ole Miss fans would be sweating bullets for that kid to not go to like you said Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State because down there in South Mississippi, that's where those kids go. So for Ole Miss to get him committed now, it's like getting the commitment uh, in the old days in November and trying to hold him through until February, right? Now it's August to November. Can you keep him for three months? And that's a more likely um, a more likely scenario for Ole Miss to succeed than the alternative, which would be, you know, if he, if he if they were compete with the state and all of them in a couple months. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think that's a valid point. Um, you know, now now it's about getting this football team ready and winning some games this year. Finally. Um, yeah, and, and look, the media got their practice schedule. What do you think of that? Yeah. You can tell the people what happened. What do you think uh, of look, that? We're, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit. It, it, number one, if if it stays on that schedule, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be shocked. Okay. I will buy uh, you. I, I will buy you a a six pack of beer if it stays like that. Well, we're we're in a group text, and uh, me, Ben, and Neil McCready, and Neil shoots off yesterday. It's not going to stay like this. I mean, everybody knew that. I mean, it, <laughs> it's not going to stay like this. Somebody's going to report something, and it's going to rouse some people up, and all of a sudden, uh, no more practice access. Yeah. And oh no. Oh no. Jared Ivy has a uh, has a mildly sprained ankle. Yep. Yep. And I mean, you're asking, in one sense, reporters to come to practice, but to not do their job. And, um, I, 
that's all in water. I don't think it's going to last. Oh, I I don't know. With Lane Kiffin, you can never say. And I don't think there's any right way or wrong way to do it these days, to be honest, because you have to rely on access to practice to do well with this job. That's on you. Uh, But, like, I feel as if Lane Kiffin is is opening his doors. You can tell people the schedule because I don't think anybody knows the schedule except us here. But opening the doors, knowing full well that the first sign of anything, he's going to close them up again. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so you might as well do your job. Uh, there are 31 days in August. I think I counted 19 practice accesses in 31 days. No, no, and, and let me rephrase that not practice accesses totally. There are probably a dozen practice accesses. Nothing after the 15th of August. I don't think we get to see the team anymore after that. But 19 either practice or interview opportunities. And that is absurd. That is a crazy uh, amount. Well, of, what did it uh, used to be? It's for, for the people to know, what did it used to be? And, and why yeah, is it right. absurd? It is. It is uh, in the midst of a quarterback battle, too. Okay? Now, what's going to happen is we're going to get Luke Altmeyer and Jackson Dart, I would think, Wednesday afternoon at media day, and we will not get them again. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, well, for comparison's sake, 19 compared to last year is significantly more. Significantly more. Yeah. This yeah, is like first, Hugh Freeze, his first year, his first practice, well, saying, y'all yeah. come to everything, and then bringing a box full of merchandise and dropping it and saying, hey, guys. T-shirts, hats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, he had a couple of trainers. I was standing there, come out there and drop like three or four boxes, and he's like, hey, guys, brought some merchandise for y'all. Help yourselves. I mean, Christmas yeah. presents. Yeah. All right, Lane. So if you're listening to this, uh, you know, bring some stuff to practice Wednesday and hand it out to the media. Just Might as well. Talk. Might as well. You're opening yeah. it up for everything. I'm appreciative. I appreciate it. But like, if we if we're getting whatever we want at this point, hey man, drop some merchandise. Yeah. I got Christmas presents. I got birthdays coming up. Yeah, we need a we need a Ole Miss Media Appreciation Day, Coach Kiffin. If you're listening, oh God, yeah, that would be really popular with the coaching <laughs> staff, the players, and the fans. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Media Day is, where we get to go in and ask them, ask them questions. Uh, I sent my list in last night and uh, of who I wanted to talk to, and at the tail end, I threw in Dexter McCluster just for the hell of it. I would have been better if you put Corbick Neat, comma, the next uh, Dexter McCluster. Uh, I put Dexter McCluster. Good. So, uh, now, now, look, I did I did request about 14, 15 players. It's the same 14, 15 everybody's requesting. So, uh, Jackson Dart, so Luke Altmeyer, uh, Zach Jackson Evans, Luke Michael Trigg. Mason Brooks, Michael Trigg. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. JJP Geese, um, you know, the list goes on and on, but we'll see who we get. Um, and then um, I think Thursday's practice, if I, I'm not looking at it, but I think it's Wayne. No coordinators. Coordinators on Thursday. The one and time the we get coordinators. Players. Yeah. And then Friday, Lane and players. Saturday, some players, I think, or Friday players and Saturday, Lane and players. We're off on Sunday, and then wash, rinse, and repeat for the entire month of August. Let's go. Let's go. 
And then when we all ask about Jackson Dart and Luke Altmaier on Wednesday, and they say, we don't want to talk about that. That's the only thing we're going to say. And then we come back on Thursday and ask again, and they're going to cut us off. <laughs> well, that that may be – and leave us to our own conclusions. <laughs> but, um, you know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to being on the practice field and uh, being around these coaches and kids. And uh, we'll uh, we'll give you all we can get. Can tell you that. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Ben. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while, so – We'll see you out there Wednesday. That'll be a lot of fun. You're kind of putting this out into the universe. Before we sat down and hit record, David said, hey, Ben, why don't you come out Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, I did. You were putting this into the universe. I was not planning to come out there because we got Jake yeah, to go yeah. do that. You know, I got to do all my other stuff. You told me you were coming, man. I'm just I'm just holding you to it. At this no, point. I said that might be something I could do. It's the nicest non-commitment you ever. You said, yeah, I'm going to come. I'll come. Well, with you, I probably did say that because David's got this way. I might be there. If I'm there, could we do like a video together? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. A crossover video podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. I got a new hat. I'm excited. I'll show it off. Ben and David sitting here talking. Here's Luke Altmaier. Hey, Luke. That'd be great. Why not? Sure. (laughs) Whatever. Who do you think is going to be the best personalities on this team this year? Oh man! For that um, kind of stuff. Mm, Cedric mm. will be there, of course, but yeah, neither one of the quarterbacks because um, they're quarterbacks. Okay, quarterback, he's gonna. They're quarterbacks. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be Bo Wallace. I love to interview Bo Wallace. Yeah, Bo's the best. It would be Hugh Freeze going in there, talking first, and throwing Bo under the bus. And Bo coming in there, and inevitably somebody's going to go, Bo, you said this about that, about you. And Bo wasn't a regular player. He was not going to go, well, well, yeah, coach is right. Bo was going to give it right back. To yeah, they had a long, tortured that. history in their relationship. Well, you, you remember it was after the Egg Bowl, and Bo fumbled the ball going into the end zone, and Hugh threw him under the bus that night. It was Bo's sister that went after Hugh Freeze publicly on Twitter the very next day. And he ultimately had to apologize to Bo. I mean, that, that that's true. Remember that. that that's very true. I forgot about that. Up, See, Bo's a good – I mean, you know Bo really well, too. Bo's been a buddy of mine for a long time, and he's been on this podcast so many times. And I love that dude. And, and so I say that because – now, Bo ain't going to take any shit from nobody. He's just not. No. Uh, he did no. not respect the authority. Like, I know that the old school would say, respect your coach, whatever he says. You get down there, you do what your coach tells you to do. Yeah, yeah Bo was not about that because him and Hugh Freeze, he still remember when Hugh didn't offer him at Arkansas or offer oh, him at Arkansas. Yeah. Sorry, kicked him off that, that started their, their whole thing was yeah. back at Arkansas State. Yeah. And, and Hugh comes and begs him to come back and play for him when he gets at Ole Miss. And then dogs and, uh, him. It, it never stopped. It never stopped. I mean, there's still questions as to whether or not Hugh told Bo to throw the deep pass down at LSU that was intercepted uh, versus not throwing it. And um, who called that shot? Was it Bo or was it Hugh? We don't know. Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, Laquan was wide open on that play. Wide open. He was. Wide open. Second of all, that was a predetermined read. So – I ask you, 
Because Laquan was wide open, double coverage in the end zone. That was a predetermined, this is where you're going to throw the ball. Does that come from the – is the call from the coach or the quarterback? I think it came from the coach. Then it's Freeze's fault. Yep. Yep, but he didn't, he didn't say that. He of course didn't. he didn't. He was bad about not owning anything. Freeze was the worst uh, about that. He always wanted you to praise him. And if he screwed up, he did not want to be blank. He always it was it was that perpetual perpetually grieved attitude that Freeze had. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah. And and look, at times he was like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Okay. At times he was Mister Hyde. You really liked him. You wanted him to do well. Of course, you wanted Ole Miss to do well. But at times he could turn into Doctor Jekyll or whatever. Maybe. Hyde's a bad one. Yeah, it's Mr. Hyde. Well, and with with Bo, he was always like that. He was always Mr. It's like Bo and him. They they were together. They stayed together for the kids. It was like Mike Bianco and Ole Miss after last year flirt with LSU before he won a national title. They stayed together for the kids. They didn't like each other. Yeah. Yeah. He was was like a bad daddy to Bo, I think. (laughs) Uh, An abusive father. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, look. Behind the scenes, they may have been best of buddies, but um, I can confirm you know, they were I, not. I'm just always proud that Bo Wallace stood his ground with Hugh Freeze. Never took any crap. Hell never yeah. took any crap. Yep. But now you don't, don't have that with these quarterbacks. <laughs> you don't have that with Jackson Dart. You're not going to have a Bo no. Wallace with Jackson no. Dart and Luke Almer. The personalities we agree, Cedric will be up there. Um, if we get to talk to Michael Trigg enough, I feel like he has a quirky enough personality where he'd be fun. I love talking to Zach Evans in recruiting, but I don't know if Zach JJ Evans in season will be the same. JJ Piggy's going to be fun. We did yeah. talk to Zach Evans in recruiting. I said we uh, did. We talked to him at once. Oh, yeah. yeah, in front of the hotel. He was great. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I don't know. You know, and character develops. Characters develop uh, throughout the season. Um, but, um, you know, I think J.J. Piggies will he'll tell it like it is, and he's he knows Ole Miss football better than most, having grown up here. Um, you know, and A.J. Finley is going to be good. A.J. always gives good and thoughtful answers. He's not very – I don't think he's very funny or excitable, but he carries himself extremely well in front of the media. Um, who's going to be the new guy you get every other day this year? Cedric. Cedric Johnson, yes, they're gonna they're gonna play the heck out of Cedric. Um, it'll be one of the offensive linemen. Um, Nick Broker's probably the most well-spoken guy. Um, I think, uh, and not most well-spoken, but but Nick does well in the media room. I think uh, I think you'll see a lot of him for real. But, oh uh, yeah, but here's the thing: Matt Corral was such a dominant leading personality for Ole Miss last year. Is there a one guy for this team that could be that, or is it going to be a by, you know, as a group kind of thing, by committee? Yeah, I, I think you look at the quarterbacks first. Just a, it's the nature of the position. You look at Luke Altmeyer, and I think Luke is more of a quiet leader. Not that he won't grab your face mask and get in your face, but you know, I, I don't see Luke. Um, I don't see Luke with the same gravitas as Matt Corral has. Um, Jackson Dart is, he comes across as, and I don't mean this derogatory, but as a little, aloof. instead of a kind of goofy, aloof West Coast kid. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's been in L.A. for a year as an 18-year-old. So, you know. Um, God, that's I, the yeah, dream, though, isn't it? Man, when you look back on your life and you regret, I wish I'd have been 18 in Malibu or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, surfer and then, hair, you know, you know. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Then. Uh, <laughs> Looking like the Hollywood blonde, Stone Cold, yeah. Brian Pillman would be great. Know. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but um, it's Monday. We're yeah, all over the place, David. All right, the guard, Justin Bell, Justin Bell, great guy, right? I mean, yeah, he was awesome. fabulous. Awesome. Everybody loved talking to Justin. <laughs> we're having this was back when we were having breakout interviews. Okay, so after the coach would talk, the players would come in and sit in the chairs, and we'd go around to the players mm-hmm. at different times. And um, not all getting them at a, once. Yeah, there was a reporter on the beat that asked Justin a question. And I, and I thought it was a pretty good question. And Justin turned around and looked at it and just stared him down, did not answer the question. And so finally somebody else answered another question. And, then, you know, after, the, after we got through with the little press gaggle, the guy was just broken. His heart was broken. He's like, what, did I, what have I ever done to him? Why didn't he answer my question? There's going to be some of that, too. You know, those players, well, well, but what, what was the question? I mean, it was just something about, well, I mean, how do you feel like, how do you think the guy that's across from you this weekend, what do you think? He just, I mean, it was the coldest stare. Why? It was so, so anti-Justin because he was always smiling and happy and jovial. That sounds and, like it was uh, personal. It must have been like that dude. He saw something on Twitter or something. Maybe so, maybe so. I mean, I, I, it was it was not not warm, but <laughs> but there's a, there's always that. I remember, and look, I ended up being good friends with this guy, and I, and I, and I really like him, Rich Rodriguez. Uh, when Rich first got here, he was talking about yeah, and I spent some time with the Falcons and all these NFL teams over the season, and I I looked at Rich Rod and I was like, well, uh, well, did you learn anything new? And he looks at me, and he basically he says, uh, "If I did, why would I tell you?" This is a fair answer. That's fair. That's that was fair. the first question I ever asked Rich Rod, and he just kind of he kind of he kind of slammed me right there. That's yeah, fair, but that's fair. My favorite interview moment ever. I don't know if you were on the beat yet, but uh, did you cover Greg Hardy? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember this? It was after practice one day. And David Brandt uh, requested Greg Hardy, and he was late because, of course, he was. And we're all kind of standing there, and um, he shows up as we're talking, I think, Houston Nuts. So he sits down. We get done. We turn toward Greg Hardy. He's still sitting on the ground. You think, you know, hey, man, we're ready to talk to you. It's kind of understood. No one said anything. You stand up and talk, and Greg just stares at us, just stares, keeps staring. And finally, David Brandt just bit the bullet. He sat down with him. Then I sat down. We all sat down. We're sitting there like in a little kindergarten circle, you know, crisscross applesauce talking to Greg Hardy. That's my favorite moment. He's like, you're coming here. You're coming to me. Well, those, you know, and I hope I'm not in the crosshairs of any of those odd moments, but um, they're never fun. I think they're they're hilarious. They're going to happen. Oh, my Diego's done that to me constantly. Like, and I, I think it's great. It's fun. It makes it interesting. No one wants to hear, well, we're giving 110%. We're bigger. We're faster. We're stronger than we've ever been. It's been a great summer. We look forward to practicing today. No one cares. No one cares. It's more fun 
to get trolled back by a coach. I think it's hilarious. Well, you know what? I think Lane Kiffin kind of has this internal policy that he doesn't do that because out of covering him the last two years, it's really only been one moment that, and I've been at everything, that I can recall him calling out a reporter. And that was uh, last year during fall camp. Someone asked him a question about, I think it was about the offensive line. <laughs> and, and, and look, I had just asked that question, like oh, two questions. Oh, yeah. And, and Lane looks at him. Did you see this? Yes. Uh, you probably did. He looked at him and he goes, you don't listen very well, do you? <laughs> and then he answers the question for a second time. But that's as close as I've, I've ever heard Lane just calling somebody out. But the I face, mean, the face he made, the disgust that he just wore yeah. on his face. Yeah, you Perfect. don't listen very well, do you? <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, we got another time. year of this coming. I'm excited. It's, it's that time. This well, is my favorite time of the year. Is, I love this. Man, it is. I just hope uh, – I, honestly, I hope my balls don't get chaffed from being out in the sun so much. <laughs> Not that my balls are, you know, but the heat and everything. I always uh, – Always end up getting chaffed. There's no better way to end the podcast than talking about David's balls. That's true. And and the other thing, I mean, look, as you get older, Ben. Oh, God. They they get longer, man. Okay. This has been another crossover. i got to be careful they don't pop out. Crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett. Hey, uh, so real quick before they start practicing again, uh, what's your record prediction as of August one? It's August first, so what's it today? Yeah, I, I'm going ten and two, baby. Ten, 10 and two. two. All right. Uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to lose at A and M and Alabama, maybe. And if we do pick one of those off, we're probably going to lose to somebody else somewhere along the way because it is the SEC West. It's just tough to win them all. All right. It's been another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. I write for the Old Miss Spirit and Food of On3.com. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels and Food of 247 Sports. Hey, uh, put some powder on your balls, man. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I will do it. See y'all. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.